0: Design.
1: Creativity. Wireframe. A podcast from Adobe. Hey, Pippa. Hey, Dominic. Koi. Hey, Koi. Let's wade into a huge culture war that blew up back in January. (laughs) Okay. This one blew up where else but on Twitter. You know, where all the big (laughs) culture wars take place nowadays. Of course. Right. Here is the tweet that started it all.
2: I don't know who needs to hear this, but throw away that box your iPhone came in. You don't need it.
0: You will never need it.
1: That voice is Bissarat Sugai, and she's an actor and a writer. And that tweet that she wrote launched a huge argument over, well, of all things, packaging design. And Bissarat did not see it coming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Like, of all of the things I've ever tweeted, I thought this was going to be the most useless, like
3: this was one of the least interesting things.
1: But it's the internet, right? So everybody has an opinion Mm -hmm. and they like to turn those opinions into tweets, a lot of tweets.
0: Let me just pull up the exact... uh, Yeah, 686,000 tweets and some change. Wow, she really opened up Pandora's box there, hey? (laughs) Um, So what were people saying? Are they saying keep the box or toss the box?
1: Well, Pippa... I mean, people were shocked by the very suggestion, to (laughs) say the least.
4: So I saw the tweet, and I felt personally attacked because at my desk, I have three iPhone boxes sitting directly across from me as I was reading said tweet.
1: So this is Saley Williams. He's a photographer and a creative director.
4: We all felt like, how dare you? Why would you throw it away? It just has a sense of quality to it <laughs> they're they're the the grandma tins of our generation. You never know what they can be used for and uh, she don't know my life. <laughs>
5: uh, okay, so, I get him. Like I do keep my iPhone boxes. I don't I don't really know why, but they're here. They're like in a drawer somewhere.
0: Yeah, me too. In a closet somewhere. I mean they're yeah. hard to throw out. They're very beautiful boxes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's no question that Apple puts a ton of care into their boxes, but they also don't generally make themselves available to talk about how they do it. Right.
0: But their packaging obsession has been really well reported. Like, at one time, there was a packaging designer whose job at Apple consisted of opening and closing boxes for months. Just <laughs> trying to create, like, that perfect seal, the perfect unboxing experience. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, what I find compelling about this whole conversation is how much of a creative challenge package design really is. In a time when more and more of us are shopping online.
0: Yeah, and and maybe more than ever, right? I looked this up earlier. Online sales are obviously up in the pandemic. MasterCard says, in fact, that the world spent $900 billion shopping online last year.
5: Whoa, wow. Yeah, that sounds like a lot.
0: One of every $5 spent on retail was spent online. The year before, it was more like one out of every $7. So that's a huge change.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the thing is that online shopping is only going to continue to gain more and more momentum. Mm -hmm. And that makes me think that package design will also evolve right alongside that. Well, to your point, Koi, yeah, designers big and designers small have to think
5: about this stuff. I actually looked for a small example to sort of illustrate what we're talking about here. So it's not apple, but it is coffee. Nice
0: touch on the coffee shop sounds. Love
5: it. Yeah, setting the mood. Well, the (laughs) ambiance of a coffee shop has a lot to do with whether a customer will get a latte from you or get a latte from the place across the street, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then 2020 comes. The pandemic hits and that cafe ambiance, it's gone. So there's this hip coffee chain in Los Angeles. It's called Alfred. Mm. Actually, they have a really cool logo. It's uh, it's the letter A, and it's wearing a set of antlers.
3: Oh. oh, cool. We're eclectic. We're energetic, a huge personality, bright, bold, approachable.
5: This is Brittany Swindles. She's the design manager at Alfred, and so yeah, customer traffic it plummets. Right. And now she has to figure out, well, how can they keep that eclectic, energetic vibe alive with customers who are no longer walking through the door?
3: Right. How can we make the cafe experience work when literally no one can come inside your cafe and people don't even want to leave their houses?
1: So is this why I've got this cardboard box that you sent me in the mail? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I want you to open it.
0: Are you telling okay. me we're doing a live audio unboxing right now?
1: That's
5: exactly <laughs> what we're doing. And uh, I'll use some of Brittany's tape as well to sort of play along. So I have
3: it sitting here in front of me. It's a brown craft cardboard box.
1: Let's see. So it's, uh, there's uh, a bunch of really tasteful packaging stuff inside. And there's a card with my name on it addressed to me. Oh, that's nice. I like seeing my name. There are a bunch of stickers here, pink and green ones. Then also this really nice postcard with a photo of like this latte splashing everywhere.
3: It's like a splashy latte. It's very bold. It's very bright.
1: And, then and on, the on the back, back it says, thanks a latte, latte for, for your, your order. order. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try not to hold that against them. <laughs> and there's a bag of coffee beans. And this really beautifully illustrated package. Um, with an old almost woodcut style illustration of a deer with some antlers on it um, printed in two colors. So it looks very very artisanal and hip. Very LA, Very LA. Okay. so honest assessment
5: as an unboxing experience, what do you make of it?
1: Well, I mean it's not the most incredible memorable unboxing ever, but it is really nice. I mean the human touch is there and you know they packed it with care and really it's got the vibe of a gift which I'm guessing was probably the point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
5: exactly the point. You know, when your customer is no longer coming to your cafe or your shop, you know, and starts buying your coffee online instead, well, that unboxing experience that you just did, it basically has to replace that coffee counter.
3: Alfred could send out a blank bag of solid color that just says Alfred, and you're not going to feel like you're at an Alfred cafe. But if we put all the thought energy into exactly what we're putting out there, then I think we can really get our voice across and make people feel like they're still experiencing everything that comes with being at Alfred in person, right down to the package arriving on their doorstep. It's just missing the barista. We haven't figured that part out yet.
1: So Brittany learned, and she learned pretty fast, that Packaging design for online customers is really a totally different bag of tricks. I mean, you're appealing to buyers in ways that you don't typically do in a retail store or in a coffee shop, for that matter. Yeah. And a guy named Stefan Ango really helped me understand this. What you're trying to
2: design is an experience that can blend into people's life. You're going from the question of, why should I buy this thing, which is what a retail packaging is trying to tell you about, to why should I own this thing? Why should I make this object something that I want to interact
1: with? Stefan is the co-founder of Lumi, and what he does is he helps companies source the materials that they need to make their packaging.
0: So he's saying the design difference between the in-store brick-and-mortar retail experience and online retail is the difference kind of between trying to sell me something that I might need versus showing me something that I might want to actually have in my home, in my life.
1: Yeah, and Stefan likes to use a bottle of olive oil as an example. So (laughs) picture, if you will, the olive oil shelf at your local grocery store. Okay. If
2: you imagine an olive oil bottle, they're saying this is an olive oil from Italy that has a rich flavor, you know, has some sort of indication that's telling you that this is a quality product. You might even think about what color is an olive oil bottle. You know, it's typically green or clear and you can see the oil itself.
1: Letting you see the oil is really the big job that the bottle is doing here, along with the eye-catching labels, along with the information that you can find all over it. In the context of the grocery aisle, this bottle is a promotional vehicle. It's saying, please buy me, not the bottle next to me. Whereas in a e-commerce environment, you can
2: sell an olive oil that's in a packaging that can be much more restrained. It doesn't have to call out to you. It can have a nice wooden stopper that feels like a nice object. Um, It can actually have an opaque bottle because uh, opaque is better at protecting the oil from UV rays. It can be much more minimal in terms of the logo and copywriting that's on it because what it's trying to do is fit into your kitchen. It's not trying to sell you on a shelf.
5: Okay, and so this beautifully designed online bottle
1: of oil, it's going to
5: go on the kitchen counter, right? It's not going to go in the
1: cupboard.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, the bottle is an object that's made to fit your lifestyle. Yeah, you want to have it around and for people to see it. And I think that
2: that is something that it can be its own presence that if you have guests over and they're wondering what's this uh, interesting olive oil container? It might be an interesting sales strategy (laughs) to be so different because people haven't seen that kind of a thing before.
0: But Koi, whether it's, you know, designed to fit into our lifestyle or whether it's something that's trying to get our attention on a store shelf, good packaging is about trying to get us to buy more, to consume more, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and... That really means that more things are getting shipped to our houses, which I'm sure we can all attest to. Yeah. And that creates more waste.
0: I looked this up earlier, actually. Quick example. You know those little plastic air pillows that come in some Amazon boxes? Mm-hmm. A nonprofit called Oceana estimates that the number of those that Amazon used in just a single year was enough to encircle the Earth 500 times. Oh, my
5: goodness. Yeah, that's that's
0: gross. I should say that Amazon does not agree with Oceana's calculations. And in fact, they recently upped their commitment to greener practices. But they do have a lot of work to do. Yeah.
1: But, you know, it's data like that that shows the size of the problem that we're all dealing with. Yeah. And it's exactly what Andrew Gibbs has been thinking about. I think we're at,
6: like, peak packaging waste. Every package designer who's just living on this planet right now has to be aware of the packaging waste that's being created right now.
1: Andrew is the founder of Dye line and that's an online magazine for package design that's actually really terrific. I look at it all the time. They give out awards every year as well, and Adobe is a sponsor. But a few years ago, Andrew had a kind of an awakening about the role that design plays in all of this waste— Um, He was recovering from surgery at the time. And while he was sitting there, a friend brought National Geographic's plastic or planet issue. And Andrew grabbed it and he started reading. I had my laptop open and I was on the homepage
6: of the line And I started reading the issue and I had the homepage just in the background off to the side. And I just kept looking back and forth between the two. And it was just one of the most kind of shocking moments of my life. It was just, oh man... I'm a part of this problem. I'm, I'm a significant part of this problem.
1: So Andrew decides that he's going to use dye-line to change the industry.
6: If I own a website that nearly every package designer in the world reads, which I hope, um, that means I have potentially a very, very large influence on this industry. And if I'm not doing something to even make my audience aware of the problem, then that became a failure. And it was in that moment that it just shifted everything in my brain. And and I realized that the power that I have in my platform to hopefully shift our industry, the packaging industry, to a more sustainable place was
5: um, something that excited me. So he becomes like an anti-waste crusader then?
1: Yeah, he does. line now features sustainable designs and plastic-free designs prominently. And he's even built that into the Dye Line Awards.
6: We introduced the world's first plastic-free award. So we are awarding for plastic-free packaging. And it's been really exciting because year after year, this is now our third year we're doing it. It's, it's incredible. I've, I've seen the industry grow through our awards competition and the entries that we're getting. And it's, it's become really, really inspiring and exciting because I, I really think that the industry is starting to shift.
0: So I just looked up Dye line. There are great sustainable examples here. I'm seeing a beverage brand that ships you flavor and vitamin packets that you add your own water to. That's smart. Wow. Yeah. A paper wine bottle ooh, with a recyclable liner. Mm. Very practical. <laughs> and this one's cool. A body wash that comes in dissolvable packaging.
1: Wow. That, that's really smart, actually.
0: And it looks good, too. It's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, actually, that's the thing because these days, there are really so many sustainable packaging options that designers can work with. I mean, you can make plastic-like film from seaweed. There are foam inserts that come from mushrooms, trays <laughs> that come from potato starch, and you can even use compostable ink. Right. And so really, Andrew is proving all of this out. He's showing designers that you don't need to make a choice between brilliant design or greener packaging. You can really have both now. It's no longer green, craft, hemp,
6: paper looking. Sustainable packaging can look like anything you want it to. So for packaging designers now, it's like the golden time in packaging. And so nobody needs to be afraid of designing sustainable packaging anymore.
5: Andrew's point there brings, brings me back to that Apple argument From before right Like that whole Do you keep Or do you toss your box Like whether you do Or don't The box is beautiful uh, it turns out it's also sustainable, so that's really what's going on here.
0: Yeah, and Apple ditched the earbuds in the charger last year, if you remember, which was extremely right. controversial. <laughs> yeah, And they said that it reduces waste and it shrinks the size of the shipping boxes, which is also sustainable.
1: Yeah, you know, I personally thought that that was really such mm. a great move. I mean, Apple, yeah. they're clearly making huge efforts to go green, right? But of course, they're still a huge business that hopes that we keep buying a lot of stuff from them every year. <laughs> And I do.
0: But for a second, I want to lean into this idea like less packaging is better. Because I found a small packaging design company that is laser focused on this angle of sustainable packaging. And their name is amazing. The company is called Guacamole Airplane. (laughs) (laughs) And a man named Ian Montgomery is the founder and creative director.
7: It was a bit of a joke at first, but... We like it because it's a good litmus test for clients. If they're cool with working with a studio with such a weird name, they're probably pretty open to some out-there design (laughs) solutions.
0: So Ian's company, like I said, it focuses on sustainable package design. And he says that oftentimes clients come to him wanting more sustainable packaging, but they're worried about the cost.
7: Hmm. Oftentimes we'll get people reach out to us and say, well, we love your work with sustainability, but we really want to reduce costs with our packaging. And yeah, that, that's a place we push back and say, you know, if 90% of our designs end up with cost reductions, it, it isn't a this or that question. You know, you can really do both. It just comes with taking the time to really design waste out of packaging.
0: They've worked with Whole Foods, with Allbirds, you know, the Instagram sneaker um, company you might have seen in your feed.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Over and over again, actually. <laughs>
0: Me too. I am truly tempted. Uh, and Koi, they've also worked with Lumi, which is Stefan Ango's company.
1: Yeah, design is such a small world.
0: It truly is. I'm learning more and more. <laughs> so I asked Ian for an example of something that they designed that both looks great and is less wasteful, right? Okay. And here's what he showed me this design here is for a company called Hammerhead.
1: So I'm looking at it now, and what I'm seeing is a matte black rectangular box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's got a Hammerhead logo printed in black type on the front side, and the flat side. So you got black on black. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's actually a sleeve that's holding two smaller boxes together. I mean, it's all very slick, very black. Listeners are going to have to trust me on this one. Well, we'll put a link in the show notes for them.
0: So Hammerhead makes a GPS device that's specifically for cyclists. Okay. It's called the Carew. And when they went to release their new model, which is called the Karoo 2, they approached Guacamole Airplane to build a better box for them.
1: Okay, so I heard Guacamole Airplane, Karoo 2, Hammerhead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of really fun names, Pippa.
0: I know, great sentence, eh? Uh But back to this packaging… A black-on-black box wouldn't work on a retail shelf, right? It would just disappear.
1: Yeah, right. This is the kind of box that it really looks great when you bring it home and it's sitting there on your table or your shelf.
0: Yeah, exactly.
7: Really, the focus is a, a deliberate and intentional and sequential unboxing experience that tells a story and gets the customer excited about what they're opening up.
0: So about that unboxing, I asked Ian's managing partner to describe it. Her name is Marissa Sanchez Dunning. Within this unboxing experience, the first step is to slide both boxes out of the sleeve, revealing the device framed really, really nicely by the packaging. And that reveal is really the moment that we're designing for throughout the whole process. So the Karoo 2 nests in the top box and all the accessories are in that bottom box. You'll pull out a drawer that reveals all of the necessary components to mount the device on your bike's handlebars. The components sit artfully in a die-cut paper tray that keeps them locked in during shipping, which is super important. All of the components in the interior of the package are made of paper rather than plastic foams, ensuring that it's all recyclable.
5: You know, I'm looking at those two boxes, and it looks like They're cut on a slant so that they kind of wedge together when they're stacked. I'm guessing that's designed to
7: save space.
0: Exactly. And it uses fewer materials and is more efficient when it comes to shipping.
7: Think about a container going around the world with a bunch of giant boxes holding tiny little devices versus a bunch of tiny boxes that are, you know, perfectly engineered to be as small as they can. You're going to have a much smaller carbon footprint if you can minimize the size and and the weight of your box.
0: This is not easy work, but Ian and Marissa love it. To get this hammerhead design right, they told me it took 145 prototypes. Wow,
1: 145. Yeah. So much work.
0: And now they have a completely recyclable design that uses like less packaging. It creates this awesome unboxing experience. They've even spotted a few customer videos online.
7: In these unboxing videos, you watch people take apart your packaging piece by piece, and uh, all the feedback has been positive. It's, I'm not used to that direct feedback as a designer. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome.
1: It's funny how one woman's innocent tweet led us from iPhone boxes to coffee to olive oil to guacamole airplanes.
0: <laughs> Actually, on that point, it probably won't surprise you if I say that Ian is on team Keep the Box.
7: Yes, I, I keep all my Apple packaging. It's uh, I'm always interested in what they're doing. Where is it? Uh, we have a library in the studio that is, I think it's titled, I don't know if I can say this on a podcast, but it's titled Sexy Die Lines, and there's quite <laughs> a bit of Apple packaging in there.
1: Amazing. <laughs> is it wrong for me to say that the idea of a packaging library sounds really kind of awesome?
0: No, no, I think it's great.
1: It kind of proves the point about why people keep the boxes. You know, I can imagine it must feel so validating for a designer to see people keep and reuse the packaging that they've designed because of how it looks and feels, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just also better for the planet. And when you think about it, a package designer actually has quite a bit of power here. They can influence and change what we consume and they can shape the impact that that has on the planet. That's a really critical job right now.
0: Yeah. And maybe every designer should aspire to create a viral Twitter debate like the iPhone box did.
1: (laughs) Or better yet, maybe it shouldn't be a debate at all. Maybe keeping and reusing should always be the point, right? Mm. So I'm with Saley Williams, the creative director that we had on earlier with the three iPhone boxes on his desk. Let's
4: give him the last word here. Let people enjoy the little things. Let us enjoy our stack of obnoxious iPhone boxes. It absolutely makes no sense. I will agree. But let us have it in the name of recycling and refurbishing.
1: (laughs) By the way, I should mention that Stefan Ango, he also hosts a podcast. It's called Well Made. And it's about the people and ideas that shape how we consume. Wireframe is produced by Pippa Johnstone, Dominic John Gerard, and me.
0: Christian Prohom is our sound designer.
1: I'm Coy Vin, Senior Director of Design at Adobe, and this is Wireframe.
5: Find out how Adobe Creative Cloud can help you build great boxes and much, much more. Go to adobe.ly slash wireframe.